This is a 980 CKNW podcast. 8.16 on this Sunday morning. It is Mother's Day, and that's uh, why we wanted to bring on Jackie Bonsell, who has written about her experience with becoming a first-time parent and overcoming some pretty challenging uh, health obstacles. And she joins us on the line now. Jackie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Jill. And happy Mother's Day to you. Thanks again. Thank you. Um, take us back uh, to uh, to how this started. I know you've written about your experience, uh, both your own health issues when it comes to mental health and becoming a mom, uh, your daughter's health concerns. Maybe take us back to, to when you first uh, decided to, to have a family and how things kind of started and then changed. So I met my partner very late, I guess, in life, which would have been at 46. And uh we uh, knew that we would be with each other, so we um, wondered what that would look in terms like in terms of a family. So we started to do research. Um, given um, my age, we knew that we would probably have to look into some alternative uh, methods. So we started at about when I was 46 and um, went down the IVF path. And I first became pregnant, I believe, when I was. 49 and um we had a miscarriage miscarriage and so we had to had to had to to pursue this uh again so we went through two other cycles and i became uh pregnant or was notified that i was pregnant on my uh 51st birthday um so from that point forward i um we, I, of course, we were both uh, very, very happy, but I was also surprised because of the um, sort of challenges we had along the way. I actually didn't think it would work. So once I realized that um, we were going to have a baby, then I started to get a little anxious about whether this was the right thing for me to do, given my age and uh, loss of independence um, and so forth. So I began to have what I, um, I guess I called sort of uh, pregnancy blues, where I started to feel really blue and really sort of uh, unsure about the path that we were taking at that point in time. Um, So I talked to my obstetrician about it, and she suggested that I talk to someone in in the reproductive mental health space. And uh, so we made an appointment, which was pretty far out. Um, It would have been, I think, two weeks away from my due date, um, which would have been October of that year. And uh, then when I was 20 weeks pregnant, we found out that um, the the little daughter that we were expecting had only half a heart developed. So we were, uh, she was diagnosed with a uh, congenital heart defect um, at 20 weeks and uh, so everything just kind of changed at that point. There was a lot of other emotions that came came into play at that particular point. And and dealing with that, and you write about this as well, and talk about then being in the hospital. You were actually put on bed rest for the final month of your pregnancy, mm-hmm. but you did. You met a doctor who seemed to have really helped you. Yeah. So when I. Um, uh, so about four weeks before my due date, um, I had, my water did break and I did experience some early labor and the doctors were concerned about the, the baby's health. We knew that she would uh, 
actually have to have heart surgery uh, within a day of her birth, and she was still too tiny at 36 weeks. So I was uh, hospitalized at BC Women's and put on bed rest, and I was able to get into the reproductive mental health program there. And it was Dr. Sadhu that actually came to see me the day after uh, London was born. And um, she basically uh, gave me, um, introduced herself and provided some resources for me. I mean, at the time, I felt like I was still managing. I hadn't felt um, particularly, I, I wasn't experiencing the blues anymore. I mean, of course, now I was trying to maintain this pregnancy um, and make sure that this baby was going to make it given her health concerns. So Dr. Sadhu came to visit me and she actually gave me a bunch of resources and gave me her phone number. She said, you know, Jackie, if you do need help into the future, you know, these are some resources you can tap into. And then um, you can also give the office a call if, if you needed uh, any support along the way. So at that point, I just kind of um, kept, kept the information and then just focused on London's health and the surgeries that she had um, coming up um, within her first week of life. Because I can, I can only imagine dealing with a child that needs heart surgery when, when everything else is fine would be stressful and difficult enough. But to, to, mm-hmm. add, uh, to add everything else you had going on as well, uh, I think it just sounds like it would have been so overwhelming. It was extremely overwhelming. And um, she did, I mean, London had her first surgery when she was 24 hours old and then another procedure when she was a week old. And then we did take her home and... Um, We, I mean, she was um, very stable at that point, and uh, things were going fine for me. And there was a point, though, when the lack of sleep um, started to get to me, and I started to feel really, um, I guess it was kind of just really devastating for me. And it was the day that uh, Dr. Harris, who was London's cardiologist, he called me, I believe it was in February of 2017 with the date for a full open heart surgery for London because her her heart oxygen was um, um, deteriorating and they knew that they needed to do the, a big, big fix on her heart. And it was the day that Dr. Harris called me with a date. And I knew this, um, you know, back in June of 2016 that this was coming. But the day that he called me to actually give me the open heart surgery date was kind of the around the time when I hit rock bottom with my emotions. I just wasn't sure that I could actually manage through an open heart surgery of a little five-month-old baby. And that's when things um, got really, really difficult for me. In, in part of in writing your story, though, and sharing your story, one of the, the quotes in there is, don't suffer alone, as difficult as it is to reach out, confide in someone you trust and get help. But is that the message you would like to, to get out to women who might, uh, for whatever reason, there are so many pressures from society, whether uh, people you think people are judging you or you th- you're questioning your choices and such. I mean, there's so much going on. Is that is that one of the messages you wanted to get out, is is for women to make sure you, you ask for help if you need it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I when I felt uh, at my lowest, I did reach out to my sister and she she did remind me that I had Dr. Sadhu's uh, phone number and that I needed to call and get in to see her right away. And uh, it was my sister's coaching that that allowed me to kind of break down the stigma and know that it was okay to actually get help um, for the uh, feelings that I was uh, suffering through on my own. Um 
And it was at that point that I actually went to see Dr. Sadu, who did give me hope in getting through this. And then one of the, um, I guess, plans that she uh, put forward is to also tap into my network for assistance, assistance at home, assistance with taking care of London. And um, it was also through that that I was able to reach back out to my friends who had offered help previously and let them know, yes, I do need the help. And um, and it was with their help, along with Dr. Sadu and confiding in my sister, that I was able to kind of break um, the cycle of what I was feeling. And do you feel now that, that you've come out the other side? Yeah, I think Dr. Sidhu puts it as I'm I'm better than normal. So how I felt when I went to see her in February was that the way I feel today was way better than what I had actually felt even before we started the I around the time we started the IVF treatment. So I came out not not only myself but feeling much better than the self I was previously. So it was definitely well worth my while. All right. Well, Jackie, I appreciate so much uh, you taking some time to share uh, your story with us today. And um, I know it will help uh, other women uh, that are listening or other women that can relate to to any part of this. Thank you again so much for your time and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Jill. My pleasure. All right. That is Jackie Bonsell, mother of London, uh, talking about this. And you can read the story uh, on the the BC Children, Women and Children's uh, website. Uh, It is a fascinating story. We only got into a very small part of uh, Jackie's story, if you want to read more about it and uh, learn more about the resources. And there are links on that website as well, if you want to uh, check that out. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the radio player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.